In this episode of the Encourage Aspire podcast, man, I'm joined by uh, two indie hip-hop artists, man, Dab Boy Jizzle and Young Sauce, man. This is a great episode, man. These guys are a trip, but you could just tell their personalities off the chain, man. Uh, that boy Jizzle was actually part of the franchise boys who had that hit record in my white team, man. And obviously, he's teamed up with his guy, Young Sauce, man. And I love these guys because they're the definition of teamwork making the dream work, man. We talked about the, the early love of music, the early memories of music. We talked about Jizzle's experience with the, fran- uh, the franchise boys, signing a major record deal, and what it was like to work with Jermaine Dupree. Um, you know, we talked about you know Young Sauce being um, a becoming underground rapper and having some success and actually being named the fall 2021 issue of artists to watch in double xl magazine as well as the collaboration that they did um with their single call talk your shit as well as um some pro- uh, the upcoming project also called uh talking talk your shit as well as you know um jesus cooking show coming up in his book and so many other things man it was just a great a great episode with a lot of gems and hopefully a lot of things to, to for artists who are listening to learn uh, and just be excited to continue to pursue their dreams, guys. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Encouragers Power Podcast. It is episode number 56. And I got I got a couple of cool cats with me today, man. Uh, I got my boy uh Jizzle, that boy Jizzle, and my man Young Soft. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? What no, what no, what no. What's going for on? Sure, with for you, bro? sure, man. For sure, for sure, man. I want to shout out uh CC, uh Where It Begins magazine for Yes, yeah, CC. That's yeah. our people. That's family right there. That's family yeah. right there. Exactly. Shout out to CC. Exactly. She she linked us together, man. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's said, yeah, our man. Family. When she bring people through, I always make sure I I, I make time for them. So, so yeah, man, for sure. So shout out to her for sure, man. So, man, it's yeah. cool, man. I get a I get a double feature. A lot of times, it's it's uh it's just me and one another guest. I get two fellas, two cats at the same time, so this is always cool. See, 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 you not getting the double feature right here. It's like you're getting a package deal, my G. Okay, okay. <laughs> I take it. I take it, I take it, I take it. Yeah. Cool, 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 man. Mm-hmm. So yo, we're gonna start with you, man, then we're gonna come to sauce. Okay, you know, okay. You know, so man, yo, so so I always like to ask this question, man. What's what's your earliest memories of music, man? My earliest of memories of music, as far as doing it, or oh, just just music in general. Not before you decided to like pursue music, but just doing it in general, like just hearing hearing music. What was your first earliest memories of music? I always ask that question. Oh, okay. Well, my first memories memories of music, it, I guess it would probably be hearing it all the time because music is in me. Music always been in my household. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I've had musicians you know decades in front of me that were professional musicians back when your album came out in a white sleeve paper yeah. with the album like that yeah 
think my granny still has some of those still in her china cabinet. But uh, yeah, I think my first memory would be like maybe the age of eight and nine, just listening to all type of music. But I've been doing music since I was about nine. But my probably Flavor Flav, the Public Enemy, because Flavor Flav used to be my guy, man, when I was a kid, man. So I say Flavor Flav, the Public Enemy era. I definitely have to throw my cheer on for those guys. For sure, for sure, man. And Saucepan, what about you, bro? What about you? Man, probably I my mom, man. My mom, she put it together for me. You know, we used to go to the record store, and I remember she bought me, I was a little pup, and she bought me that LL Cool J. I'm bad when my man was standing on top of that red, that red uh Ferrari. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Remember when he was standing on top of the red Ferrari? Like that was my first ever album that my mom purchased for me and uh Boogie Down Production Karis one. Remember when he was looking out the window like Malcolm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my philosophy. Remember my philosophy? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that that was my first memories of the hip hop. Like my mom putting it on for me. You know what I'm saying. When I was just a little kid, like you know, and and, and you know, and just embracing the music. Like you know, most parents don't really buy their kids no rap music. So right. <laughs> you know, my mom did that for me. So you know, so that's when I fell in love with it right then and there. And then you know, I didn't really start doing music till probably later on. Like after I got up into my teenage years. You know what I'm saying. Right, right. I hear you, man. I mean, look, music is music is within us, man. We can't live life without it. It's impossible. Yes. It's impossible to go through life without music. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Definitely, definitely. You can't. You can't. For sure, for sure, man. Yo, Jizzle, man. So, yo, man, tell me about what it's like to grow up on the west side of Atlanta, man. I, you know what I mean? I, I go to Atlanta quite often. I live in Orlando, Florida. You know, when people, when people say the west side, uh, such and such, a, I don't know what that really means. Cause I'm not from there, so like, so so tell me about that, man. What, what what's that like? What was that like? The West Side is treacherous, man. And if you, you know, what I'm saying, if you ain't strong, you ain't gonna survive there. You know what I'm saying? But still, in fact, it has, you know, what I'm saying, it has some good to it or whatever. It has some good people in the community, but it's a lot of poverty. It's a lot of violence. It's a lot of drugs. It's a lot of everything. You know what I'm saying? And I came up in the worst parts of it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I okay. survived it. I'm still able to walk on some of them same grounds to this day. But it's treacherous and don't go there just visiting if you don't know nobody. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when I come to the A, man, I usually, I usually yeah, stay you, in the spot. You, you better call me. I'm telling you, you better call me. Because they check your chain. That's your chain. I took mine. I ain't calling nobody getting it back or nothing. Because I told you right now to call me for when you think about it. <laughs> hey. Hey, say no more, brother. Say no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And uh, and Sauce, man, you from you from Ohio originally, right? Yeah, I'm originally from Ohio, man. Columbus six one four. Stand up, Midwest. For sure, man. What was it like? What was it like to go up there, man? What was the music scene like there? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much some of the same things that my brother was just talking about. You know, Midwest. You know, saying we kind of was more on. <clears throat> excuse me, the South, you know what I'm saying, they kind of picked up the gang culture later on. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of grew up in the gang culture, you know, because once it left the West Coast, <clears throat> excuse me, it came to the Midwest, you know, from the Chicago's to the Indiana's to the Ohio's, mm -hmm. you know, it picked up there first. Mm -hmm. So, you know, growing up in the neighborhood, you know what I mean, like, you know, gang culture started to be real heavy, you know what I'm saying, and you know, I, I seen a lot of my friends, you know what I'm saying, start joining gangs when they was real young. 
Right. You know what I mean? And the music scene, man, it was like, you know, when, when Bone Thugs and Harmony came out, that's what really, really put us on the map. Right, right. You know, right. That was like the biggest thing for us when Bone Thugs, you know, I actually, you know, no Busy. And, you know, Busy actually was really from Columbus, you know what I'm saying? The rest okay. of them was from Cleveland. And I went to school with his sister, you know what I'm saying? So... We used to see we see busy periodically. I mean, it was it wasn't you know it wasn't nothing to see busy, you know, chilling, driving around in the bins, stop, you know, getting some getting some fast food. He, I remember one time I used to like this funny. I used to work at Burger King when I was a teenager. He yeah. pulled up in the all white Mercedes Benz and, and came and ordered, you know, what I'm saying a, a chicken sandwich with some fries. Like I never forget what he got, you know, what I'm saying. And I just made sure his food was straight, man. You know, what I'm saying. So, well, the Midwest, man, ain't no different from nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? We just, you know, we kind of just jumped on the gang culture, you know, real quick. And, you know, that's kind of some of the things that we grew up around. And some of the same stuff, you know what I'm saying? Poverty, drugs, violence, you know what I mean? Ain't nothing different from nowhere where you live at, you know what I mean? But, you know, we made it up out of there. And I think that's what saved me was the music. You know, I always had my head on the music. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask y'all. Like, you know, you feel like is what music is really the big one of the things that saved y'all from kind of staying out of trouble. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I man, let me tell you something. It's, it's, it's music, music. Um, it's so powerful, and when you know you have a gift, and you know, so I think God, you know. God gives us all certain gifts, man. It's, a, it's up to us to take advantage of them and do it the right way. You know right, what I mean? Right. You know, for some guys, it's, it's sports. For some guys, it's it's entertainment and, and, and music. Uh, but it's cool that you guys, you know, came from you know those 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 humble beginnings in those tough areas. You know, I'm not I'm not really from that. Like you know, I was born in New York. Grew up in Orlando, but I grew up on the side of Orlando that wasn't really that way. And so in Orlando, you have East Orlando, you have West Orlando. So you got basically uh-huh. white, you got white folks on the east side, white folks yeah. in Hispanic, and then black folks on the west side. So right. it's a totally, right. it was two different. So if you go to the west side, you're gonna grow up totally different than right. on the east side. You know, yeah. so we didn't my, even though my mom worked on the west side because she worked for black construction companies. We grew up on the east side, so we had a whole different, it was only two black families on our street. And we lived in a predominantly, you know, Hispanic neighborhood, man. So I can't sit there, I always tell people, I don't, I'm not from the streets and I I, I don't know, you know, but I already know about the streets from what my my friends tell me, because I don't know that life, you know what I mean? That's but understandable. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, it ain't nothing to glorify. It ain't like you know what I mean. <laughs> like, right, right, like, right. like yeah, I, mean, you know. I wish I could have told you I grew up like Carlton. <laughs> right, right. I wish. I mean, I wish that was my story, but you know, it is what it is. For sure, I ain't right. ashamed of my story, but I damn sure ain't glorifying and happy that that is my story. You know what I'm saying? Facts, no facts, but I, I understand that, man. I got a question for you, uh, bro. Um, I had a, like, you know, what I mean, how was it growing up in Orlando as far as being an African American? Because I didn't heard a lot of stories about African Americans in Orlando, Florida, being mistreated and different cultures being treated better than African Americans. I've heard that a few times living in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said before, like I grew up on the east side of Orlando, so for me, I grew up pretty normal. So. 
I didn't see a lot of mistreatment because, like I said, you probably would have to go to a certain part of town to to see that. Now so he was like in the, he was like in the suburb part of like you 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 had a real good upbringing. You had a real yeah. good upbringing. I said middle class. We weren't rich at all. My mom, you know, the I, real parents had a real good marriage. I love it. I love it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, my mom, my mom worked hard, man. She already, already. And she was able to, you know, we grew up middle class. Put it like this: my sister don't know nothing about rap music, and she don't even listen. Right, to right. Okay, okay. <laughs> I do R and B too. I got some for her to listen to. Okay, okay, nice, nice. But yeah, man, I, I, I think that I think that um you know there's there's definitely rough parts of uh, of Orlando. There's definitely oh, yeah. parts of rough parts of Orlando. Definitely, there, definitely. there's cat there's cats that you know, because Wesley Snipes I lived here for a little while back in the days. You know, Wesley like there's a few cats that's actually from it from Orlando. Uh Wesley High School's a high school here in Orlando. Okay years, years ago. You know what I mean? So there's a few people that's from here. You know, DJ Khaled is actually from Orlando. You know, you okay. know yeah, yeah, because him and DJ Nasty are tight. I know him. You know, Shout what out DJ Nasty. you know what I mean? Yeah, he so, know Nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, those cats, they are in Orlando all day. You know what I mean? Right, 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 uh, right. But yeah, man. Cool, cool. Yo, so, just about what I love is like, man, you is part of a legendary hip hop group, man. Them franchise boys, bro. Like, I mean, I remember, you know, when I first started, the, cause I started the music like around 2004, 2005. So that was kind of when y'all was like, that was kind of. I mean, that, that was like when we, you know, that's when we came in. That was like, you know, our, our, our birth of being, you know, professionally doing music. Right, right. So tell me, so how did you, how'd you, how'd you meet uh, Pimpin and, and Paula and Buddy? Like, how'd y'all come together? Did y'all grow up together? How'd that happen? We we all attended the same high school, which is Frederick Douglass High. Okay. None none of them did music then. I was the only one that did music then. Okay. I knew Buddy. I didn't know Parlay, and Pimp. He wasn't at high school with us yet because he's the youngest, and he's from the same projects I'm from, Alan Temple on Martin Luther King. Okay. And, you know, Pimp was the producer in the group. He had a little home studio. I was the first person he ever recorded in his life. I'm the one who nice. made it, it could happen or whatever. Because right. I was already, like I said, I was doing music since I was nine years old. I was rapping and recording and doing shit like they didn't, they wasn't doing music. So, right. Pimp and Pimp and I both, like I said, were from the same projects. And he was living with his mom out there. I was living with my mom out there. Mm-hmm. And it came to a point where Pimp ended up getting his own apartment out there. Okay. And that's where the studio was. And there was a gang of guys that just always used to hang around the studio. And when we just started all recording together and it became a point to, well, okay, this music thing is getting serious. And we, you know, kind of sorted out like, you know, who was willing to put what into doing it and taking it seriously. And that's when we formed the four members and we just came about, we had songs on the West side playing the pool palace and one of them, Caught, you know, caught wave, and then White T followed behind it, and yes, you know the rest was kind of history. <laughs> the rest was history after that. Yeah, you know, the rest kind of history. Talk, I mean, talk about a huge record. Talk about a huge. These kids today don't know, ain't don't know nothing about that. Man, that was a time where the White T's was that, was that, was that era. You know what I mean? Everybody had a fresh White T on. You know what I mean? And that was a big, big that was a big record. So, Definitely, so, um, yeah, man. So. 
how was it like? So did you guys, how was it like to be on a major label system? Like, cause I, with this podcast, I like to teach independent artists kind of, and through the stories we talk about, like kind of to share some knowledge about, about the industry, about the insights of, of stuff that I haven't even really probably seen. I have never worked within the major label system. So tell me about right. that. What was it like to be signed to a major? How did that change your life? How did that make it easier, make it better for you doing music? How was that whole process for you being on a label? How did y'all get your label did? Beating up the streets, like I told you, like White T had kind of caught waves and the radio picked it up. And, you know, that's when they start calling. Once you start getting those crazy spins on FM, A1 radio stations. Right. For sure. For sure. For sure. So that, that being on a major is great. It's great, especially back then. And, you know, we was on every major label you would want to be on. Mm-hmm. From Universal to Capital to Virgin to Koch. To, uh, what else was we? Virgin Capital Cards. It's somebody else I'm leaving out. But anyway, it's it's great because you're going to get the notoriety. You're going to get known. You're going to be in all the places with the big dogs. Yeah. You're going to get you're going to get the exposure that you need. You know what I'm saying? Right. But some of the things you might not be you know you might not get on the back end, which what comes to like you know a lot of people don't get their publishing. Right. A lot of people don't get say. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They don't get money for like the, the the marketing materials, like you know what I'm saying. It's just it's just a lot, but it's it's a gift and a curse, you know what I'm saying. Depend right. on your situation at the label too, because right. it's some situation with major labels that could be great. Yeah. Now if it works for you, you know what I'm saying. But like my first one, well, it, it, it wasn't that great for me. I got a lot of money, but it was not great for me. My second one changed my motherfucking life. When I went over to the Virgin and so so Del, that shit changed my goddamn life. So how was that? But how was it working with working with Jermaine Dupree, working with Hustle Death? How, how I mean, how, you know, it, it it's it's always the greatest experience working with him because he's a Barry Gordy. You know what I'm saying? Right, he's, right. he's he's a true Barry Gordy. I I you know, and he made my name be known, and he made you know what I'm saying. He made me be known, and you know what I'm saying. So right. I can't take that from him. He's a Barry Gordy of it. So that's always an experience, and something that I always carry with me and I always appreciate him for that. Right. I mean, I've been so much respect to Jermaine Dupree, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I can't take that from him. Shout have made sure I got known. Shout have made sure my shit went platinum. Shout have made sure I knew everybody and everybody knew me. Right. Right. Even when I see him today, you know, I lost a little weight. He, if I were to see him right now, he going to crack a joke. Huh? You remember Juicy Man from the franchise? Boy, look how much weight he lost. And then he offered me something to eat. I was like, no, nah, I'm straight. He tells me, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about my weight and shit, just cracking jokes and shit. But, yeah. you know, he, he he gave me a name. You know what I'm saying? So right. I appreciate that. He didn't give me my name like Juicy Man or that boy Juicy, but I'm talking about he made sure the name no. was known. No, no, definitely. By the way, <clears throat> back then, you needed a, a lady. You, need, you couldn't do it like we do it today. You know, you needed somebody, you needed the label, you needed the system to to get where you wanted to go. It wasn't so much, there was still DIY back then, but it wasn't what it is now. It wasn't the route to go now. Nowadays, it's build your audience, find your audience, serve them, build, you know what I mean? Versus, you know, you don't, you don't go to radio first. You know, you don't, you know, you don't go to FM radio first anymore. That used to be the way you used to do it back then, because that's the only way to get to the masses. Right. Get to the radio, 
You know what I mean? That's what you, I mean, when you're on the radio, like that was everything, right? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm on the radio, you know what I mean? But nowadays, radio is so expensive. <laughs> it's like, the, it's, it's the last place that I would suggest any independent artist to, to spend their money unless they know, unless they know they got something. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's, right. it's just too expensive to, to go the other route. You know, especially with social media, you can do a lot more just doing your socials and touching the people, man, in, 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 in many different ways, man. Many, many different ways, dude. So, um, so, that after, so after that, man, so you ended up starting uh, Gutter Entertainment. Right? Yeah, yeah. That is then, correct. Right, and if you sold ten thousand. You say ten thousand. That was ten thousand. Was that ten thousand CDs? Was that the time where you were still selling CDs, or what was that like? Yeah, it was still. We were still doing CD. That's how you know things were still kind of popping then. And I was like, I was still on tour then. I was still on major tours like the Screen Tour with Bow Wow, Chris Brown, and Neo, and all them. I was still on the road as I was doing that. Wow. But I had artists that was in the street, and I had artists that was on the road with me, including Sauce them. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, Sauce was with me then too. Oh, so that's what's up. So, so I mean, yo, y'all, so y'all go back. Sauce oh. was in the Sauce was in the lane with the rock with a video, and Sauce was on MTV Cribs with me. Oh, that's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. He been he been he been with me, but make a long story short, yeah, I was getting them CD pressed up, and we, you know, my big brother, rest in peace to him. He owned the company with me, and you know, he was kind of still running the streets. He was like he. Him and Shorty Low were net to net, and they had a great relationship or whatever. Rest in peace to Shorty Low, too. Right. So he was kind of, he was there doing that while I was doing that, and that's what kind of helped it manifest the way it did. But yeah, we put 10,000 copies out in the street. Hey, man. And that, that was a day and age where, like, you know, hand to hand to hand. You know what I mean? Like, these days, you know, the CDs still work for sure. You know, but there's a time in the, in the street in the game where, where like you would be out there literally pushing the hand to hand to hand with the real people. You know what I mean? And something to be said about that. Something still to this day to be said about what that really means, man. Because again, I always preach building your core audience, man. The people that's willing to do do that, they're gonna love you. You know, especially those small towns. Those small towns. Oh, yeah. where, those small towns is where it's at. Those small towns yeah. is where it's at. I always Definitely. tell people do not. Do not sleep on those small bars. Do not sleep on those small put because that's where you really build motherfuckers that fuck with you. You know what I mean? That really exactly. come to your shows and spend money with you. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Buy that merchandise, your VIP experiences. But you, with, for the right, if you got the right type of fans, like you guys know this, they'll pay for anything. <laughs> you know, and you, you, they'll pay for it. They'll pay, they'll pay to go to dinner with you. Yeah, yeah, and that and that 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 goes and comes within. Even though I don't be calling people fans and I don't be calling them groupies, you know, I I just call them my supporters. No supporters, no, exactly right. No, and the goal is the goal is to turn fan. I I call it. So I have a process that I teach artists. It's called the genesis of super fan building. And what that right. means is take interested fans, right? Mm -hmm. Interested fans, and you want to convert them into supporters. And it's a process right, to, a process right, to do that. Right, right, right. right. So okay, I, I can do that. I take y'all a little bit into that process for a second. So okay. one of the first things I teach in that process is the the brand, the artist profile. So within that, we talk about who are you, because we got to know who you are first as an artist. Who are you first? Right. Right. What's your brand? Right. Because you're a brand. 
within the brand, you got three elements. The community you want to serve, who you are, why should somebody care? Because as artists, y'all solve problems. You know what I mean? And so when y'all know that brand position statement, what that does is that now gives you a blueprint of who you are and what you're about. Once you know that, you can take that to social media because everything starts on social media these days. So you have to know your brand before you can know uh, who you are, before you know who you're talking to. Once you figure that out, then we now we go to what we call the buyer fan persona. What that is, is what does your core fan or supporter look like? Where do they live? Where do they work? What do they do for fun? This is stuff like this. It's classroom stuff. It ain't the studio, stuff like that. But this is the stuff that's going to make a difference. And I teach a lot of that stuff. A lot of artists don't pay attention to that stuff. And so that's what I teach. When Pat's come to me and said, how, how do I build this? I said, well, you're going to have to do a lot of stuff that you probably didn't want to do before, but it's going to make a difference. And exactly. You know what, Daryl? Not to, not, not to cut you off or anything, big bro. But man, that 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 shit does just made so much sense to me, and it's I've never heard that, even though I'm knowledgeable of what it is that you're saying. But I think that you very well need a platform just for that, because what that sounds like the definition of all that what you said to me, it sounds like artist development, yeah. and they do not teach that anymore, right. and that is very well needed in the hip hop community as well as these new upcoming artists. Right. So I agree with you on that, but it sounds like artist development to me. Yeah, exactly, it is. Exactly. It is, and that is very well, goddamn needed. Yeah, but yeah. I never heard it worded to me the way you the way you presented that, man. You know what I'm saying? That shit just kind of I kind of felt that. Hey, I'm glad you did, man. You know what, fellas? So, um, you know, I was born with a disability, so I have cerebral palsy. You might be familiar with that, right? Right. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of cats in the industry that's not like me. I don't have somebody I can say, hey. That person got a disability, he's doing what he's doing. There ain't nobody like me in this business that teach what I teach and do what I do and earn the respect that I've earned across the industry, right? Right, so right. my goal is to share knowledge, share information because the entertainment business, we're going to come back um, in 10 minutes. This is going to end, but we're going to come back and finish this conversation. So stay right there. We're going to keep rocking. We're not done yet. But, um, you know, the entertainment business is the one industry that's unregulated, right? It's unregulated, which means you don't have to have a license to be in our business. You don't have to have a certification to be in our business. So you have a lot of cats in our industry that don't have the knowledge and expertise that it takes to be where you want to be, right? So you have a lot of cats that just flat out just don't belong here. You know what I mean? So I take them out. I take, I make it a point to share knowledge all the time because I think that's what's going to, I think that's really what's, what's the missing link for a lot of the creatives in the marketplace today. Uh-huh. So That makes sense. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, man. So, so yeah, that's a, bit of a, a little bit about my process, you know, kind of what I teach, you know, but I really enjoy teaching and really enjoy sharing that information. And, and just like you said, a lot of creators I work with have never gone through that process before. Right, and right. A lot of them never, you know, have never even thought about it. You know what I mean? And, it's so, needed, though. I'm yeah. telling you, it's needed. If you hear some of these jokers in these interviews, they responses, and <laughs> if you hear these jokers, that boy, whoo! No, you no, need to no, chop no. that part. You need to chop that part of the interview up and let post that part because that is very well needed to be heard and seen for real. Exactly. No, that's right. 
They just they just sign these boys and just throw them out there. Don't teach them nothing. Exactly. It's a I'm saying, bro, I ain't brushed his teeth this morning. He all of somebody's face jumping up and yelling. Didn't want to go perform. And you got right. some money for him. But you just signed his dumb ass because he got 100,000 screens last week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's how it is, unfortunately. You know, that's how already. it is. Already. Already. <laughs> that's how it is, man. So, so yeah, talk to me, fellas, about what it's like to be global. Because I know being global is everything. You know, uh, you had a chance to create fans all over the world. Right, so right, 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 how, right. How, how's that been? Like, talk to me about that, man. The, the importance of that because I really believe in being global, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, yeah, global, international, all of that. It's it's great and it's it's lovely. The experience was lovely, but the most important part about it that I love about it more now is the fact that I'm known all of those places now and I can still go back there and you know, by myself, not. As a group in a in a in a group, you know what I'm saying. I can go right. back by myself with my team and my people who I'm bringing into it, and it's lovely that I'm able to do that and still got memory because it's a lot of folks that kind of might have sort of did them thing, but they ain't able to go do that and go get paid for it and still do this and still do that. So that's one of the great parts of being global and international to me because I still can be. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm still doing it. I'm a living proof of it. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. That's great, man. That's great. Um, man, so sauce. What's poppin'? Yeah, man. So so yo, so so you've been making some moves on the underground music scene yourself, right? Yes, so, yes. So talk to me about that. Talk to me about some of the moves you've been doing, man. Like, you know, man, just, some of the you know. My bad, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just been, you know, been just working, man, just putting out records, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we like the two-headed monster, like, you know what I mean? I'm putting out music, he putting out music, we putting out music together. Like we just we we hitting you from all angles. So, you know, probably for like the last couple of years, man, I just been really, really in my bag, you know what I'm saying? I dropped a tape called Back to the Basics. Right. Um, you know, which really, really was received well from the public. You know, it's funny, like, I see a lot of people saying that now, you know what I mean? I see a lot of people kind of catching that wave, and I appreciate it, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, you know, when I was saying it, you know, a couple of years ago, it wasn't nobody saying it. You know, now I'm seeing back to the bases all over the place, you know, I'm seeing, you know, pressure all over the place, and it's a great thing. So if even if they don't recognize it, I know that, you know, it's getting there. You know, I definitely know my music is touching a lot of people underground and probably, you know what I'm saying, commercially as well now you know what i mean so um it's just been a, it's been a dope experience that's all, I could, that's all i could pretty much say about it like just continue to grow as an artist and you know just continuing to you know what i'm saying um elevate you know and as, as a businessman as well for sure for sure for sure uh, man like you also um was one of the artists to watch in the Double XL magazine, 2000, 2021 artists to watch, man. Tell me about tell me about what that was like. That's major right there. Yeah, man. Um, that was dope, man. I want to give a shout out to you know, what I'm saying my team for putting that together for me. Um, you know they, uh, you know they reached out to them, and you know, and kind of was a, it kind of was a simple process, you know. What I mean, from what I've been under, you know, from what I understand, you know. I, had my team submit the music and you know what I mean they 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 chose me out of a, like probably like you know 
I don't know how many rappers, you know, to be one of the, you know, the top 20 on that page, man. And that was just something that was real big. So, you know, that's, yeah, it that's, shows a lot of probably like 20 rappers or some, something, something that made about 20, 30 rappers or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like that. my man's my man's get busy. Yeah. Hey, Jizzle, no no one I know about you, fella. I know you don't rock with nobody that's not that's not doing what they gotta do. Cause you don't oh, see man. No, 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 I don't I don't I don't even this this shit don't even reach me. <laughs> that shit don't even reach me anymore. Dude. That shit don't reach me. <laughs> hey man, yo, yo, so so um man, we got some time. We we go I told you we ain't got nothing to do. We ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Not that to six o'clock. <laughs> yo, so so yo, y'all, y'all did a collaboration. Uh talk my shit. I listened to that joint, man. That, okay. That's one of the first of many. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got a video man. out for that as well, too. Uh Darrell. We got a video out for that too. Okay, nice. We're currently trying to uh put the remix together. We got some surprise guesses that we're trying to, you know, put in a bag. One we want to speak on them like that. We're trying to get everything solidified first, but we're working on that remix. For sure, for sure, man. Like, like you know, you know what I love about what you guys are doing is that it's teamwork. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. you know, understanding that yo, we could both help each other win. You know, it don't always have to be a like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta be better than you. It's like let's come together. Exactly. Music is a team sport, man. It really is. And we got so many cats that try to just scoot the dog in the background. And we dog sitting for the week. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody's choking your dog or something. Something's going with your dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, y'all don't know who dog that is. Y'all gonna we dog sitting, man. Dog sitting, man. That's something new, man. Dog sitting, man. At the crib. So sorry about that. We know some dog sitters. What I was saying is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a team sport, fellas. And, and I love the fact that you guys are collectively coming together and help. And, right, and, right. Because individually, y'all have had success. And y'all yeah. are coming together and doing your thing. And man, I yeah. respect that. Because I appreciate people, it. people don't understand how hard this music is, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, as I was saying, you know, music is a team sport, man. And, and to see y'all working together and helping each other, like you said, y'all go way, way back. So, it isn't like anything new. Like, y'all go way back, man. And, and I know y'all could attest to this. It's hard to find cats that you trust in this music game. It can it's hard to find it hard to find cash you can just period. It ain't gotta right. be the milk gang, it could be right. the street gang, it could be the cupcake gang. It, you know what I mean it could be the tater chip gang. You can't trust nobody with nothing. Right, that's true. You can't trust nobody in the t-shirt gang. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right, you're right. So 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 I just love the fact that you guys are rocking with each other and are having success. And I mean, whatever I can do to help with that, fellas, let me know. You know what I mean? Um, for sure, man, for sure. So before we get out of here, guys, like like like, you know, where where can cats connect to y'all? You know, what you know, how can they support y'all? You know, where can they find you guys on the road? Let, let, let my people know. Man, you can find me. There you go. 
<laughs> oh, but no. <laughs> um, they can find me at D-A-T-B-O-I-J-I-Z-Z-A-L on Instagram. That's who I am. And all my other social media platforms. We're currently, this Friday, we will be in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Crave Lounge. We got a daytime venue, too. It's going down, baby. For sure. For sure. For sure. It's sauce, man. What about you, bro? Man, you can follow me at Young Sass to God. That's Y-O-U-N-G-S-A-U-C-E underscore D-A-G-O-D. And then, you know, Sauce to God and everything else, man. YouTube, Spotify. I mean, you name it. Sauce to God, man. You, you It'll pop right up. Yo, for sure, guys. Like, let me tell y'all, man, this is a pleasure. I love doing this. I love using my podcast. You know, my podcast is relatively new. You know, we're about 55, 50 plus episodes in, you know, and so I love the fact that, uh, man, I got a chance to to interview cats that are, that are really doing some great things. And it's cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about my cooking show. Oh, we that's about- Let's we do, we ain't oh. talked about my project coming out with me and Money Sauce. Like, what what are you reading down there? Let me see that paper because my oh, name's on that paper. Oh, Let me oh, see that paper. Hey, hold, okay, 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 okay. Okay, we're we not done yet. Let's squeeze it in. Let's squeeze it in. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. So, so I think, hey, that's why I love the pie. See, we're not done yet. <laughs> so, Dizzle, the cooking show. Talk, talk to me about the cooking show. Lean in the pot with it. Jizzle's ghetto gourmet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically, you know, it's basically like, you know, I'm going to be actually cooking or whatever, showing you like how ghetto nigga like his chicken and his homemade foods, you know what I'm saying? As well as having a lot of my celebrity guest friends come on and we'll promote our music together as well as let them try the food and y'all can see what it is from there. You know what uh, I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Own, you know, we're trying to shoot our own pilots or whatever so we can get our own episodes gathered up and then we're going to start pitching. For sure. Definitely. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure, man. Hey, yo, talk to me about the, the project y'all got coming out, man. Sauce, talk, tell, me, tell me about that, man. What about the project, Money Sauce? Oh, man, we got the TMS project, man. Talk my shit, man. You know, it's not just a, it's not just a record. It's a whole project. You know, it's basically just me and my brother, you know, kicking that flavor on there, you know, letting them know how we get it, you know, how, putting some pimping all in their body, you know what I mean? <laughs> you letting them know how we get busy on these records, man, you know, and, um, it's a dope project, man. We just finishing up, you know, we artists, we just perfectionists, you know what I mean? We got, we got about maybe, I'm going to say we probably got about two, maybe two, three songs more that we going to, you know, put out there and that's it. And that's ready. And um, after that, man, we going right into another project called the Blues Brothers. You know what I'm saying? The boys oh. are back in t- Okay. <laughs> back. Oh, yeah, Daryl. Daryl. Hey, Daryl. We know me money sauce, the blues brothers. We the blues oh. brothers. Okay, the blues. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it just kind of came about, and we was on the road when we came up with this. We was on the road just piggybacking off each other, just you know what I'm saying, just talking our sauce, right. taking our sauce. It just it, it, it came about how it came about. Hey, I love it. I love it, man. Look, that's 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 what being on the road, that's what being this close-knit is all about, man. You never know what the vibe might be. You know what I mean? So that's what's up, guys. Like, 
that y'all are doing some amazing things. Hey, I gotta find some of that cooking drizzle. Like, I might have to come to the A or or you might have to send man, something, you got send to. something you my got way, to. send something my way, bro. You know, I man, you gotta you. come down and get down, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and also, you know, I'm I'm I've already written my book. We working on like okay. as well as, is we gonna do audio, a hard copy, or whether we're gonna do both, who's gonna publish it. We're we're going through all those stages now, but the name of the book is Ain't Nothing Wrong with the Truth. Title came from a saying my mom always used to say to me, and okay. still says to me to this day. So okay, is that more of a, is, that, is that more of an autobiography, a memoir? Like what kind of you know you kind of talk about your journey. What's the book? What's the book about? Um, everything that people want to know about, especially the whole franchise boy journey, mm-hmm. gotcha. my coming up. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Certain people in the industry, who and what they are, and my oh, okay. You know, <laughs> My dealings with them and what I know about them and seeing things that transpired throughout my journey. Hey, hey, I can dig it. You know, I think what I think is cool about that too is people don't necessarily when they they don't understand that this industry a lot of times is smoking mirrors. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, 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 a lot of and, times it's skeletons in the closet. Yeah, and oh. cat and catch <laughs> you think it's almost like I've heard people say, Man, I wish I never met that person in real life. Because <laughs> at least if I did, I would still have a different you know view of them from, from the outside looking in. But once you kind of once the smoke clears and you kind of see how people really are, you're like, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, damn, I wish I never met that person. I might still feel a different type of way about them. But that's the nature of the game, right? You know, the industry is really, really small. You know, that's what I try to tell people. You know, I'm sure you guys can attest to this, man. Like, you start seeing a lot of the same people coming up. You know, and and you get to know them and get to see them in, in different type of situations, some better than others. Let's right. just put it like right. that. That's true. You know what I mean? So, that is true. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna look forward to to, to 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 hearing that book. And what I love it also too, because like I said, this is like you understand what it's like to come through a system that a lot of cats will never come through. And so you see a lot of you've seen a lot of things. For instance, the whole thing with the A and R position, right? The A and R position is different now than it was 20 years ago. And you've had Regine. She used to have A and R. Used to used to risk their job to sign you. You know what I mean? And if that A and R left that label, they brought a whole new team in. That team didn't even know who you were. They like inherited you. So now you had to. I had, I, we've had A and R's come to the projects to come sign us. Wow. Eddie, shout out to Eddie Weathers of So So Dev. He's no longer with So So Dev. Right. That man came out of Temple and signed me, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and they were, you know, there was a time where, where A and R's really played a major, major role in an artist's success. In an artist's success, it's right, different right. nowadays right. because it's it's much more of a data position now. It's much more of Not a, a fact, number- the Universal rep, rep Rob Watson. Shout out to Rob Watson. The first deal he came to the projects and part the must a white Mustang on the curve in the projects assignments. He was. <laughs> Matter of fact, if you go back and look at the white tea video, okay. the very first white tea video, he's the guy that stand on. I just saved the bundle for switching the white tees. The white oh. that, that, that's oh, yeah. Rob Watson, the 
rep from Universal. He's the one that came and signed us and parked the white Mustang on the curb out there. Oh, wow. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Rod Watson. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think I think that's one of the, the, the industry's changed so much, but that's one of the things that, that I think is still missing because I think there's still something to say about putting together a project the right way, right? And having that A&R believe in you and believe in the sound, what you're trying to do. And also seeing the vision. Yeah, yeah, that's, also that's seeing the vision, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's what's going on now. Like, you know, me and Sauce, we own a company together, straightforward entertainment. Nice. He's not only my artist, we, my business partner as well. Right. as my brother but that's what we're doing we're accumulating the people around us that sees the vision understands it and knows you know the route to take us as far as doing that right yeah yeah so talk, talk and, to me about that well it's about team building how important is that for y'all um a team is everything man teamwork make the dream work even when it seems worse oh i love yeah. that i love that i love that i love that and, and i think it's important like you said for this is important to have people that align on the same vision as you. Exactly. That that makes a huge, huge difference in yes. where you're they, trying they to see go. the vision and they have the same common goals as you. Right. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's so important, man, because you can't do this by yourself. It's too hard. Uh, already. Nobody, yes. nobody you know of who's successful nowadays did it on their own. Jay-Z, Will Smith, nobody you can name. <laughs> right. Right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? There's for a lot of, there's real, lot of, there's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot of people. Will Smith had Barry recorded. That's what saved him. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had Barry recorded. He snatched him right on up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man. Look, nobody can do this by themselves. There's too many moving parts to to be to be fully. Say, I did this all by myself. This is impossible. Can't do it. It's impossible, and um. <laughs> And it's a lot of work. It's a it's a lot of work, and you be tired. You see, sauce over there nodding off like a heroin addict. Picking up, working. Excuse me, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? That's how you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 fellas, before we get out of here, talk to me about talk to me about what it's like to to, to tour. How y'all how y'all hit the cities? Do y'all go to y'all go to Raleigh? Do y'all go to Smaller cities, do y'all said before? Do y'all how do y'all do? Y'all just get in the van and go? Like what, what, what do y'all do? Y'all hit the road. I mean, we never cut the check. It don't matter where we going. They can send us to, you know what I'm saying? But but somewhere, somewhere small. I don't know. We like you said, we the small city killers right now. We right. all over the place. We touching the mid make the mid markets, the small markets. You know, we just low key doing it, but we love it. We love touching the fans, we love performing. You know, we just love giving the people a good show. That's great. That's great. I love it. I love it. Jason, what's up, yeah. man? You feel, like, feel like you want to say um, Yeah, yeah. It's, I just want to piggyback off, you know, what he was basically saying as far as, you know, whoever cut the check. But most importantly is tapping into all those markets that, you know, my current records have did very great in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. And, and the people, and the people, the people touch it. And the, People tell you what they love, man. People tell you what they love. You could love a song, but the people will tell you what they rock with. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, have we covered everything? Have we covered everything? Um, basically, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, think, I think we have. I think we have. I think we have. 
Hey, man. Yes, we did. That's what I'm, I'm glad to hear, man. I, I love y'all personalities, man. I love, I love, I love the vibe. This is fun. We gotta do this again, real soon. Um, real we gotta soon. do once the TMC project drop. TMS project drop. Once it drop, you know we back on here for kicking sure. it in you. For sure, we for sure, for sure, man. Here, baby. For you sure. already know what's going on. That boy, money sauce. <laughs> yeah, money boy. That boy, Jill. Jill. Yes, sir. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it, fellas. All right, all right. And so it's, it's been fun, guys. Until next time, it's your host, Darrell Peart. I'm out of here. Peace. I appreciate the love. Appreciate it.